Welcome to the Medi Church Podcast. Today we're continuing our series, Warrior. Today we're going to talk about killing your inner coward. We're going to learn today that God always sees more in you than you see in yourself. So today, sit back, relax, and enjoy the podcast starting right now. Y'all ready to dive in this today? Today we are continuing our series called Warrior. Warrior. I'm pumped up about this. I've been excited about this series, uh, you know, because I like having and talking about fighting. <coughs> Excuse me. I like, like, war movies and stuff, and uh, I, I, I like history, and I like seeing where uh, we come from and, and, and battles and things like that. I'm big on history and, and seeing about different wars that took place, like the Civil War, the Revolutionary War, World War I, World War II, things like that. I love American history and learning how we got from point A to point B in our civilization and our society. And I love our, our uh, freedom that we have here in America and I know today is September the 11th, and um, I want to take just a moment to thank all of our first responders, our firefighters, our police officers, our um, EMS people, our uh, dispatchers, and those that are in the military. You guys are on the front lines each and every day, making society um, better for us and helping us in our times of needs. And uh, most of us in here, minus just a couple, were born during September the 11th of 2021 when our great nation was attacked and these um, individuals come into our country and done some horrible things, and a lot of people lost their life that day. But what I loved about September the 11th, Pastor Michael, you love something, was the unity that it brought to the country. And so and if you look at September 12th, I would never wish another September 11th on anybody or any country, but what it did, it did bring us closer together as a country. And so if you look at September the 12th of 2021, it was amazing to see how our, our country come together as one, and there was no, you know, political differences. They were, we were all just Americans, just right out, straight up Americans. It was so great to see that. But we're thankful for all of our first responders. And so thank you guys for all you do each and every week. Uh, and every day. And last, so last week we talked about warriors. Did anybody work on their war face last, from last week? Anybody? Anybody? Nobody? Come on. All right. All right. All right. Help me out. One, two, three. War face. Y'all scared me. Almost. <laughs> almost. Almost. <laughs> oh, man. But last week we talked a little bit about finding the warrior and when we should throw the first punches. When we feel like we're down and, and we can't get out, when should we throw those first punches? And today I want to talk to you just a little bit about a subject about killing your inner coward. The person that's inside of you that feels little, that makes you feel like that you can't do certain things. But listen, listen, ain't warriors, man, when you see a warrior out there and you think about a warrior, and I know there's puppy playing, you know, war face and all that, but when you think about a warrior, you think they're fearless, right? They're fearless. You know, we talked about a little bit last week, like, I want to be around that guy that, you know, he's got all the medals. He, he looked like he'd been to war, and he's seen a thing or two because he's done a thing or two, you know what I mean? <laughs> and, so, and so that's the guy I want to follow. But, but warriors, they're, they're supposed to appear like they're fearless. They're brave. Like those brave men and women on September the 11th that went into the World Trade Centers knowing that their destiny was not probably going to be so great. They were very brave. And they looked fear right in the eyes and they had confidence and went right up the towers and saved countless numbers of lives. 
And so, and so uh, the appearance that a warrior gives, you think about our men and women in the military, man, they, they've seen a thing or two, right? <laughs> Things that we couldn't imagine. They're brave. It's brave to say, hey, I'm going to go give up everything that I have to go fight for our freedom. Man, that's a tough thing to do. And we thank you guys that, that are in the military. If you've got family members that are in the military, we thank you. Tell them and send them our support. You'll always sit, hear your pastor support our men and women of the military and our police officers and our firefighters and our EMS individuals, all those great public service. But they're supposed to have this confidence about them. Confidence. They got to have this feeling that they're not weak. They're not afraid. And so warriors are supposed to be somebody that protects, right? They protect. Got things that we need to protect. And we learned a little bit last week about some things that we need to protect. Today we're going to go just a little bit deeper into this. And last week we talked about how men and women are brave individuals. There are women in the Bible who fight and that are warriors. Men in the Bible that are warriors. And I want to tell you today that we are still warriors. You men, you women, you all are warriors. You all are fighters. You all have the ability. Online campus, you guys are still warriors. You have the ability to stand up and fight. And so, so, when we say, men, are you ready for battle? We're talking about you women too, right? All right? It's 2022. So, men, we're talking about you. Men and women, we're talking about you too. So, when we're fighting for battle, men, we're going to stand up and we're going to fight. We're going to stand to battles. But I want to let you guys look at something here. We're going to look at Judges 6, 11 through 12. It says, the angel of the Lord came and sat down under the oak tree. And see, and see he said, listen, listen, listen. He said, uh, um, uh, thrashing wheat in a, uh, wet, in a <laughs> wine press. So he was thrashing wheat in a wine press to keep it from uh, the uh, Midianites. When the angel of the Lord appeared to him, the Lord and he said to him, the Lord is with you, mighty warrior. And what I want you guys to do, if you've got your Bible or you're writing notes, I want you to uh, highlight this or write this down. The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. Oftentimes we think that, hey, I can't go into this battle. I can't face this alone. I can't do this I, I'm not a warrior. I, I, this is the inner side of you telling, talking to you and saying, hey, you know you ain't going to be able to do this. You're like David in the Bible. He's a little weakling. He's just a teenager. Teenagers, y'all listened up to you guys who are warriors too. Don't let anybody tell you that, hey, you're too young. Well, you can't spread the gospel. You can't tell people about Jesus because you're too young. I'm here to tell you that you're not too young to spread the good news about Christ and what Christ's done in your life and how Christ may have brought you out of a situation. You're not too young to fight. Because, see, I want you guys to see something. God always sees way more in you than you see in yourself. Did y'all hear that? God always sees way more in you than you see in yourself. Now, I'm my own worst critic. I don't know about you guys, but, but I sit here and I, will, I critique myself up one side, down the other. Every week, I'll leave here, and uh, I'll either do it tonight or first thing tomorrow morning. I put our sermon that we're broadcasting live right now, I put it on in my truck. I begin to listen to it all the way to work. Sometimes I skip the countdown because that's just five minutes, you know. <laughs> but I listen. 
And I start critiquing myself. Man, why'd I do that? Or why'd I say that? Or, or, or why'd I look like that? Or why didn't I fix my hair? Or, or man, I, man, I'm losing my hair. Man, I need to cut my hair. You know I'm looking rough. Y'all don't look at my head. And then I, say, and I question myself. And I say, God, how am I qualified? How can I do this, God? How am I able to get up here and fight these battles? How am I, how am I able to, to carry on each and every week when the things that I'm going through and I'm talking and struggling with? Because God sees way in more in us than we see in ourselves. Well, Pastor Michael, I'm not qualified to do this. I'm not qualified to do that. But if God's called you, then you're qualified. See, God may not call, call the qualified, but he qualifies the call. And, 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 so, and so I remember back when, when it was prophesied over my life for like the fourth time that I was going to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I told the guy he was insane. I was at a youth camp. I was 12 years old. And, and it had already been prophesied over my life by my grandmother my great-grandmother and that I was going to preach the gospel. And this cat, he's like, hey, man, I got a word from God. And he's praying over me. He's speaking in tongues. And he's doing all this. And he said, listen, God's telling me to tell you that you're going to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. I said, you got jokes. <laughs> I said, oh. I said, you don't know me. Now, I'm going to share something just a little bit with you guys that I, you may have heard us in the past and I've shared. Did y'all know in school, I was real shy. I was shy. I sit back. I want to get my work done. I want to get out of there. I was shy. I ain't no way. You, an in-your-face type person, is shy. I ain't no more because God sees way more in me than I've seen in myself. And just like you, God sees more in you than you may see in yourself. If God's called you, go and keep going. Keep fighting. All right, all right, all right, we got to keep going. Keep going. All right, so I'm going to give you guys three truths about today. How, uh, three truths for every hesitant warrior. There's three truths out there that we're going to hit. And today we're going to talk about killing your inner coward. Because the enemy wants to do nothing more than seek, kill, and destroy us. He's like a, a pouncing lion ready to devour his enemy. And that's what he's looking for. He's waiting for our weakest moments. And that's when he starts getting in our minds. See how check this out. The three truths every hesitant warrior has to face. You ever been hesitant about something? Anybody ever been hesitated? <laughs> I know sometimes when I'm riding with Tasha, I'm hesitated to let her drive. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know what I mean? Y'all can laugh, it's okay. Uh, if I got in a car with you, I might be hesitant too. <laughs> Trina, listen. I, if I got in a car with Trina, definitely 100%, I'm going to be hesitant because she's fake. But you know what I mean? Have you ever been hesitant? There's been times I've got to an intersection. I've been hesitant to go because I'm not quite sure how fast the car is coming down the road. I tell you how more hesitant I am what society has done to me <laughs> is I look both ways on a one-way street. Because I'm hesitant because some people are just crazy. They'll go the wrong way on a one-way street. Anybody ever messed up and went the wrong way on a one-way street? Oh, I've seen it happen all the time. Go downtown Mount Airy, scary times. It really happens. And so every time I'm downtown Mount Airy, I'm looking both ways to make sure there ain't nothing coming. But, but have you ever felt hesitant? Maybe Have you ever felt hesitant to do something in your life? Maybe God's called you to do something and you've been hesitant to do it. Hey, God, I, I don't know about that. 
Maybe you've been in line like I've had several times and, and God's put it on your heart. Hey, pay for the person's meal behind you. You ever had to taste them? Like, uh, I don't know how much money I got in the bank account. <laughs> I've even asked God. I've been sitting there and I felt like God's put on my heart to pay for the person's meal behind him. I said, God, I don't even know who they are. What if they got like a $400 meal? I'd be out $400. But let me give you some insight on something. The enemy's not going to tell you to bless somebody. <laughs> you know what I mean? The enemy's not going to tell you to do a good deed in somebody's life. The enemy's going to tell you to do the complete opposite. He's going to put that hesitation in you. Hey, maybe you don't have the money. Hey, maybe you don't have this. Hey, you don't know who they are. Why do you need to do that? That's what the enemy's going to do. But if God's telling you to bless somebody, don't hesitate. Just do it. So every warrior must fight their inner fear of failure. Have you ever felt like you were going to fail? Have you ever felt like that? Maybe I'm the only one. Maybe I'm the only one. Stand by. I got that in a minute. Have you ever felt like that you just wasn't going to make it? I need more hands. I, I just, I just, I just can't, God, I just can't do this. I can't get up here and preach the gospel. God, I can't even share my story with my neighbor that's been my neighbor for 25 years. God, I, I'm going to fail. I, I got all these people looking up to me. And, and all this pressure that I take in each and every God, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I can't do what you, what you're telling me to do. I can't, I, God, I can't do this. And then we sit back and we pop our feet up. If I had another chair, I'd kick back and relax. But we just kick back and we relax and we let the enemy win. See, every warrior must face their inner fears. I'm going to be transparent with you guys. Something, something that, I, that I struggle with, and a lot of you guys know this, a lot of you guys know this, is, is I have a hard time reading. And, and, and what I mean by that is, is your bachelor can read. Is he's got what they call dyslexia. He's got something that, that when you sit there and you read, and it ain't just seeing words backwards, it's being kind of slow and, and not being able to comprehend it as quick maybe as others. And, and, and so it messes with me, especially when it's on the screen behind me. And, and I got to read it just right because the online canvas is watching too. And, and you guys are watching me, and y'all know he just read that word wrong, and y'all didn't correct me like I did with Mary and Martha. Mary and Martha, uh, Meredith. I feel like I'm going to fail. I feel like I'm going to let you guys down. I feel like I'm going to let my family down. I feel like I'm going to let my grandparents and my great-grandparents down because, hey, I was called to preach the gospel of Jesus. I feel like I'm going to let them down. I feel like I'm going to fail. Christina this week had a test, and she was worried that she was going to fail. She was going to fail. She was worried. She, she, she and me texted her. I said, hey, I want you to pray for us. And we was praying for her, and we were seeking after God for her that, that she would be able to come back to her remembrance the things that she was uh, going to test for. I mean, it's hard. When you take these state tests, they're hard. I just done one. They're hard. So I get it. I understand what she was going through. And we began to pray, and guess what? Hey, she passed the test. She was scared, wasn't she? Scared, petrified. 
When God said, you're going to plant a church in Pilot Mountain, I was petrified. I was scared to death, but I had to fight those battles. And, you know, every warrior, they're supposed to be confident, right? Pastor Mike, you were supposed to be confident in doing this. But when I let God take control, when I let God take the, my whole self and lead my steps, the confidence come to me. Because I know the battles that we were going to face. I didn't know we were going to face COVID, but <laughs> that was a battle within itself. But God helped us every step of the way. See, God, I'm going to show you all something. Judges 6, 14, and, and 11 here. So, so God, uh, then the Lord uh, turned to him and said, Go with the strength you have and rescue Israel because I'm sending you. He said, go and rescue. And I like what he says here. This would be me. Verse 15 in Judges 6, 15. He said, but God. Anybody ever said that to God? You felt like God was calling you to do something, you're like, but God, but God. Maybe you're thinking back to your kids and, and, and your kids are wanting to do something or you tell them to do something, they're like, but mom, but dad, I'm playing this game. I got to finish the level. See, back in the day, we could just pause the game. Didn't have no issues. I, I, I could stop the game. I can go do what I need to do, get it over and done with. Now, they got this thing called live. You can't just stop. My mom, when we started getting Xbox and we started playing live on the, you know, the game system, my mom didn't quite understand the ability to pause the game. <laughs> Boy, I told you to go do it. You better do it now. <laughs> That's what happens. I yelled at my mama one time. It was self-correcting. But he said, but God. And, and I like this. He said, how can I rescue Israel? Now, now he's contemplating with God. Anybody ever, but God, how can I rescue them? How can I? My clan is the weakest. God, I'm weak. I'm not strong like these other people. I'm not strong like these other pastors. I'm not strong like my friends are. Hey, I'm shy. I can't be out going like Pastor Michael is. Just go get somebody's face. But hey, how you doing? Start a conversation. My clan is the weakest. And listen, listen, their whole tribe over there, over there, man, they're a lot bigger than we are. All I got it's me over here. I'm the last one in my entire family that has really any of the guts to go out here and do this. Maybe that's you today. Maybe you're talking to a friend and, and co-workers. But Lord, we don't have enough. We don't have enough. Maybe you're the, the spiritual figure in your family and you start the prayer. But Lord, I don't know if I do it the right way. I don't know if I do it the right way. Somebody asks me how to pray, and I tell them, oh, you praise, you repent, you ask for others, then you ask for yourself. We learned this last week. Pray. Pastor Michael, is that the right way to pray? I don't know if it's how I pray. I may not be popular. If I don't go and, and to go to these you know, uh, office parties or go to these friendship parties, I mean, I'm not going to be popular. I'm not going to be accepted. I may never get married if I don't go to these things. But even going to church, serving in the church, tithing, you know, maybe it's a school, maybe it's a business. I can't afford to do it. I don't have the time to go. I feel like I'm going to fail. I feel like if I go to church, somebody's going to be there to judge me. Here at Medit Church, we're a judgment-free church. Come as you are because it's not my job to pick out what's wrong in your life. It's my job to give you the tools necessary to let God restore the brokenness in your life. 
That's why we're big on the heartbeat and we want to be the heartbeat of the church. That's why we have the letters and the logo the way we designed it is because we know people are hurt and they're broken and we want you to come in here and let God restore the brokenness in your life. But every warrior must fight his or hers own fear of failure. Got to hurry. We may go over just a little bit today, guys. But I got I to gotta share this with you. It's all good. Women, can I give you some advice today? Did you know, or maybe, maybe hang, on, hang on a second. I got my, my, my things mixed up here. Men, <laughs> you know what women want. You know what your woman wants. Fernando, you know what Abby wants. You ready? You listening. Dad, I know you're in kids' church, but listen up. Podcast listeners, men, you know what your woman wants. They want you to treasure and value them every day. Treasure them. Value them. I'm giving y'all marriage advice, and y'all aren't letting me know it. And I give good rates for this. Unless you're having for Nana and I did it for free. <laughs> but, 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 you know, if you, listen, men, y'all, you want to make your wife happy? You want to give your wife and feel like she's cherished and valued? Go home and do the dishes. Take the garbage out. Sweep and mop the floors. Toss this over there in the kids' church. You're going to listen to this later on and say, you don't do that. By golly, I got that robot that does it for me. Do the laundry because it needs to be done. And I promise you, I promise you, man, listen, man, I'm going to tell you, if you make them feel valuable, y'all need to come in October, I mean, uh, April, February. I'll get my months right. These, listen, listen. Because the reality is, men, and the women know this, they're not just going to evaporate at night. As much as we wish they would, as much as we wish those dishes would go away, those laundry would go away, they're still there. There still can be a burden to our spouse. And, and listen, women, listen, women. So, hey, men, do your, do your wife a favor. Do them a solid. Do some dishes today. Do some laundry, Fernando. All right, women, listen. Listen. This is good marriage advice. Good, good people in a relationship advice. Maybe later on you're trying to find the one. Uh, uh, teenagers, this is good information for y'all. Women, do you respect and admire and believe in your man today? Do you respect, admire, and believe in them? Do they matter? Do they matter? See, 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 our security tends to evaporate with our last accomplishment. Well, you know, you know, Michael, he was doing good. You know, he, he, he hung up my jury up on the wall, and it's looking good over there, but he ain't washed the dishes in six months. So he ain't washed clothes in a year. He ain't done this. He don't even take my car out to get it washed in detail. But see, us men, oftentimes, that's how we feel. We're on our last accomplishment. And women, something you may not know, it's a lot of times your men and man, they sit back and they don't say a lot of things. They keep it bundled up because they want to make sure you're happy and you're taken care of. Because let me tell you something, there's a lot that they do behind doors that you don't know about. And vice versa, men, there's a lot of things women do behind doors that you don't know that they do. Keeping the house smelling good and all that good stuff and working and taking care of the kids, making sure they got clothes and stuff. But listen, listen, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, I want you guys to fight for one another. Fight one for one another. Because at the end of the day, when you may read those vows, and you may read those vows later on for better or worse. 
in the good times and the bad. But keep fighting because you are warriors for one another. Have their back. Encourage them. Believe in them. If they want to do something, hey, tell them to shoot for the moon, shoot for the stars. Tossing off the times feels, and her jewelry business feels like I don't support her, and I tell her I support you. I just get frustrated because I see all the hard work you're putting into it, and there's no outcome from it. Now, she gets outcome now, but I've told her this in the past. I say, I see the struggles, the headache, the pain, and I try to be an encouragement to her. See, we all are fighting, but fight for your spouse. Fight for your family. Fight for them each and every day. Your kids make a mistake. Listen, kids are young and dumb, okay? The parents and kids are young and dumb. They're going to make mistakes just like we were young and dumb and made mistakes. We're going to make mistakes. Still love your kids. Online campus, your kids, they're, good, they're dumb. They're going to make mistakes. And listen, so were we. Some of you parents say, Amy. They're going to make mistakes. And if you live in my household, I'm going to look at you and I'm going to tell you what you're fixing to do is going to be dumb. And if you continue to do it, then you're going to, you're going to reap the consequences from it. And sometimes I've let my daughters just go on and do it and let them learn. Our actions breed consequences. But even in their mistakes, I still love them. I still encourage them. And a couple of weeks ago, we seen them give their, uh, you know, love seeing their steps in Christ. And they took their next steps by being baptized. So live out that example. If you want your kids to have a Christ-like life, then you need to live a Christ-like life. All right, number two. I got to hurry, I got to hurry. In Christ, you have everything you need to fight and win. Y'all hear me? In, in Christ, you have everything you need to fight and win. Every battle that we're going to face, we have everything we need to fight and win. That's good to know that, hey, whatever battles I'm going through, I can go through them and win the battle. Go check this out. Judges 6 and 14. Go in your strength you have because I am sending you. I'm sending you. God's telling you, hey, I'm sending you. If I've called you and if you're called by my name, woo, then you're going to win the battle. In 2020, in the middle of it, and six months into the church, we were looking at the worst decision that we were going to have to make in our life. I was so stressed out. What little bit of hair I have, that's probably why I don't have as much now in the center, other than our Williamson family curse. But we were looking at having to shut the church down, but God called us. And we were called by his name. And, he, and the battles we were going through and the battles we were having to struggle through, God was with us and we won the battle. We won the battle because he was with us. See, see, God has given you what you need in the name of Jesus. God's given you everything you need. He's given you enough strength. He's given you enough people. He's given you enough faith. We just have to believe in him and trust in him. I do want to show you all something real quick. Uh, Judges 7 and 2. And the Lord said to him, he said, You have too many warriors with you. If I let all of you go and fight, the Israelites will boast to me that they... Save them by their own hands. So I'm going to kind of paint you a picture here. This guy here, he's had 32,000 32, warriors in his, in his little clan here. 32,000 who fight this war. He already didn't think he had enough to begin with. And then God comes to him and said, hey, you have too many. First thing I'm going to be thinking is uh, <laughs> I'm doing math here. I carry the 2 and I minus the K and add the Y and add the C and the M plus 3 square equals B. 
For you guys that took math, don't know what I'm talking about. I'm going to be contemplating with God. Okay, God, you're telling me right now <laughs> that uh, I need to send some peeps home. You done lost your mind. But see, God had a rhyme and a reason why he did what he did. He said, because if you send all of your men into this battle, then they're going to proclaim that they won the war and not me that gave you the strength. See, sometimes when we go into battle, we think that we won it. And, and, and we had all the necessary things over here to win the battle. But God's like, uh-uh, you're not going to take credit for what I've done. He says, he tells the warriors, he said, I'm going to go home. He said, he said, leave 22,000 of them, send the other 10,000 to wherever they come from. Tell them they got to get out of here. They got to go. Oh, excuse me, excuse me, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I told you that, that wrong. 22,000 of them had to leave. 22,000 had to leave and only 10,000 of them stayed. That's a big number difference. That's a huge number from 32 to 10. I don't know if y'all know how to do math like that. I mean, I went to the hole-in-the-wall high school, but, man, that's a huge chunk of change. That's a big difference. I mean, imagine when you had $32,000, and they just said, hey, I want you to just throw 22 of it out the window. Y'all going to be scared, ain't you? Well, how am I going to pay my bills now? God said, there's still too many. There's still too many. Check this out. Check this out. He said, only take 300. 300? God, are you crazy? I mean, y'all imagine we've been 32,000 and you ain't even getting almost, what, 1% for you guys that can do math? <laughs> what, 1%? 32,000 to 300. Now, that's trust in God. That's the trust and the ability that we need to lean on to God. I don't know about you guys, but if I had to go into a battle that I knew good and well that I was probably going to lose, and I had all these men and women going with me into this battle, and then God said, uh-uh, we're kicking 2,200 or 22,000 of them out. You're only taking 10 with you, and then you get ready for the battle, and you get ready to go in. He said, uh-uh, stop. Now you're only going to take 300. I'm probably going to need new underwear because I'm going to be scared to death. I mean, I'm gonna be, I mean, it's not going to be good. I mean, I mean, that's a lot of trust. That's a lot of trust. But I want you guys to see something. Point number three here, if you're taking notes. With God, the way forward often starts with a step backwards. With God, the way forward often starts with a step backwards. You guys ever had to take a step back in life and say, hey, Maybe I'm putting the cart before the horse. Maybe I'm getting, getting a little bit out of there. See, for a warrior to win the war, sometimes he must lose the battle, right? Hey, I may have lost the battle, but I will not win. I mean, but I will win the war. <laughs> I get my story right here. Sometimes we have to step back. Sometimes we have to lose the battle in order to win the war. See, sometimes to get out of debt, our car's got to break down. Pastor Michael, what do you mean? How you going to tell me to get out of debt, my car's got to break down? Let me share a story with you. So back in 
I don't know when it was, back in the day, I had this, 20, this 2012 Chevrolet Cruze. Me and Tasha did it. It's a great car, six-speed. This thing was a great gas saver. I loved it. Had a problem with it would leak coolant. So we had to keep adding coolant to it. So long story short here, the car ended up breaking. Blew a head gasket. When you run a car hot, don't add coolant to it. Yeah, it messes things up on the inside. <laughs> Let me tell you. But the problem with the car was is we were already upside down in it. And for the ones that don't know how, sometimes what happens with cars is when you buy a used car, sometimes when they sell them, they sell them over what they're worth, and now you're in debt. So the car's not valuable enough to, to for you. I'm trying to think of the right words to say here. It, it, you owe out more than what the car's worth. You're flipped upside down. You're upside down. And that's what we were. We were upside down in this car. And I'm saying, okay, God, this is great. Wound her down to one vehicle, and we got to be at two places at two different times. How's this going to work? And nobody wanted to touch the car because it was broke. It was messed up. It was, uh, it was unusable. It couldn't be drove. It needed a new engine, in it, essentially. So nobody wanted to touch it. And I'm like praying to God. I say, okay, God, what are we going to do? And God said, hey, who are you going to trust, me or the car dealership? Are you trusting me with your finances or are you trusting the banks? But to get out of debt and to get out of this upside down car we were in, we finally found somebody that would help us out. We were able to buy a brand new car and get out of the debt that we were in. And better yet, and I'm not boasting, but it's how good God is, is we were upside down in the car and then we found a brand new car that was zero interest. For anyone who don't know how this works, it's usually you buy a car and you get the money from the bank because you usually don't have the money up front and you pay a little, you know, a little extra on it every month. It's called an APR. They charge you to borrow their money. But see, we were able to borrow the money with zero cost. So we're upside down in the car, or we was upside down in the car. It broke on us. We were devastated, and we were thinking, okay, God, what now? But we were able to go forward and get a brand new car and get it at a better rate, and we're just paying for the one vehicle that we have. Well, Pastor Michael, it still sounds like you're in debt. No, because the car I got now, if I wanted to sell it, I, don't, I could break even. I wouldn't lose any money because I don't owe anybody anything but what the car is worth. All right, I'm going to close with this. I'm going to close with this. See, 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 you may be investing into your marriage or maybe into your relationships now and things ain't going like they should. You feel like, hey, every time I'm in this walk, we stumble, we fall, something happens. We feel like we get 10 steps ahead. You know, listen, listen, your biggest years are coming. Look, when me and Tasha first got married, we had an air mattress that we slept on. We, I mean, I'm just telling y'all some uh, lights of the story. We were going, you know, paycheck the paycheck and we were living on, you know, food stamps and different things just to get by. And all these things are, are, are great to, to, that are out there and resources. If you need them, by all means, use them because we needed them. And that was the only way we were going to eat sometimes. But we kept trusting and we kept praying. We kept seeking after God. And we let God lead our steps. There were times in our marriages that we struggled, but our best years were ahead of us. And now we're living in some of the best years that we have. Judges 7 and 21, it says, While each man held their position around the camps, all the uh, uh, Midianites ran, crying out as they fled. They stood their ground. They didn't run. They didn't coward. They didn't quit. 
See, when God calls us, even if it's telling us to do some crazy, ridiculous thing, hey, go start a church in Pilot Mountain. By all means, do what God's calling you to do. Stand your ground. Fight, fight, and fight. See, every warrior's greatest fear is failure. And I've shared that with you guys. Uh, a lot of what I fear is failing. I don't want to fail you guys. I don't want to let you guys down. I don't want to let my family down. I don't want to let our team down. I don't want our online campus, our podcast. I don't want none of you guys down. But every warrior's greatest pain is regret too. And starting this church, I don't have too many regrets. I've got a lot of pain. But if God's called us to do it, we've done it. The pains that we faced, man, sometimes it was hard. But Ephesians 6 and 13 says, Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, they may be able to stand your ground and able to be done everything to stand. So we had to fight. We had to fight. And we had to fight. And we had to fight. And today, I'm going to tell you, I'm fighting for each one of you guys. I am fighting for you guys tooth and nail. Because you know what? I'm ready for battle. I'm ready to take on the giants and the Goliaths with you. Because I'm ready to go into the battlefield. I'm ready to, to, I don't know if you can hear this or not, but I'm ready to fight and I'm ready to take out the enemy with you. I'm ready to see strongholds and things in your life be broke down. And, and, and here, here's what happens in our lives. is sometimes we don't feel like we have anybody to back us and support us. You know, husbands and wives, when I was telling you, you had to fight for your, your spouse. Hey, you got to fight for them. You guys, I want you guys to know, I'm fighting for you. And listen, I'm not going to stand behind you and fight. I'm going to lead the charge. I'm going to stand in front of you. Each person that's here, I'm going to stand in front of you, and we're going to lead the way. Because I want to see you guys succeed in your walk in, in Christ. Life is done better together. And listen, when things get a little crazy, I got a little more action that we're going to do. And listen, this thing glows. That one does too, but you can't quite see it. And listen, and listen, when the battle gets a little bit more complicated and we feel like, hey, I can't do it and I need a little bit more protection, listen, I got something else we're going to do. I'm going to add, I'm going to add a little bit more to it. Because I don't want the enemy to come from any side of us. Go check this out. Now, now we're really ready for battle. Now, I have something in the ability to protect and fight. Because when the enemy comes at it, we're going to be standing our ground and we're going to be ready. And we're going to be ready to take them down. Because when we put on the full armor of God, it doesn't matter if he attacks us from above, if he attacks us from below, if he attacks us from the side. And you know what? What I like about Star Wars, they're so creative, is they can get them from the back. And they can fight from the left and to the right and side to side. I love the ability to stand and fight for you guys. But you guys got to be able to and be willing to stand the ground with me. If God's called you today, and you know, you feel like, hey, I got fear in my life. I feel like I'm going to fail. Hey, me too. But stand your ground today. Stand your ground and fight. Don't have regrets tomorrow of something that you could have done and fought for today. And listen, this life is better done together. 
And we're going to do life together here at Minute Church. And you're not in this battle alone, one, because I'm going to stand in front and fight with you. And I'm going to push you to your full potential. And then two, God's went before us and fought with us. If you guys will and can, if you'll stand with me this morning, let's pray. God, I want to thank you for this day. I want to thank you for everybody that's here that's on our online campus, God. God, that may be listening to this later on, Lord. Thank you for sending your son Jesus down the cross for us, God. God, today, let us stand firm in your word, God. God, God, let's get planted where we're at, God. God, when the enemy comes at us, Lord, Lord Jesus, let's let us stand firm. And God, let us continue to fight because, God, you're with us. God, if you called us to do it, Lord, God, you qualified us for those things. Lord, don't let our fear stop us today, God. God, don't let us have regrets tomorrow for things that we can stop today. Lord, reveal to those today what they may be going through. And God, if they need help and you need help today, God, and Lord, just let them come to us. And Lord, let us pray with them that we will believe that you're going to send revival to them. If you don't know who Jesus is, all you have to do is say the simple prayer. Dear Jesus, I am a sinner. Forgive me of my sins. Thank you for sending your son, Jesus, to die on the cross for me. Help me when it gets hard. And when the battle gets tough, remind me that you're always there with me. And keep me each and every day on the straight and narrow. In your name I pray. Amen. Thank you again for tuning into the Medic Church Podcast. Today, if you need prayer, you can go to medicchurch.com forward slash pray. Our team's standing by ready to pray and believe that God's going to meet each and every need that is submitted. Would you consider partnering with us right now so we can continue providing podcasts just like this one? You can do so by going to www.medicchurch.com forward slash give. You can do a one-time gift, a reoccurring gift. We just ask that you pray and give from your heart today. Join us back next time as we give another life-giving message. All right, we'll see you soon.